Hey everyone, welcome back to Above Board with Canterpath. We are excited. Uh, it's been several months since we've done one of these. Um, obviously, we've been busy. A lot's gone on in the world, right, Matt? I think there is. Yeah, lots going on. First of all, what does above board mean? Have we talked? Have we discussed this in the past, John? Question: Why don't you identify what it means? Go I mean, ahead. I think it's just being. You know, it's taking our Canterpath name and talking about being authentic, being above board. It's kind of what it. That's what comes to me when when we hear that. Is, do you agree with that? Yeah, I feel like you know. So so obviously, candor means like honesty. Um, you know, being authentic and and so above board. In my mind, it's like going to the next level, like unpacking different things that we talk about, whether that be with clients, uh, whether it be just like within our own lives. So just getting real honest on the show, and um, you know, so one of the things that we're that we're focused on doing with the show is creating. Um, a level of consistency that anyone who's listened to this has was used to previously. And so that might be, obviously, we're missing the Rich B today. We love you, Rich. But that might be a situation where it's like just Rich and I on an episode or just Rich or Matt, Matt and myself, right? We're going we're gonna to try to change it up and create a new level of consistency. And we're going to get even deeper. Ooh, even I like more that, honest. Even more above board, right? You can go above border. <laughs> All right, More so let's work. let's uh, since we're on that track, what um, let's talk about a couple things. So there's a lot a lot that's changed in the world in the last three months. We're officially or unofficially, depending on who you ask, whether it's the White House or an economist, we're we're officially in a recession or maybe not. I don't know. That's a thing that happens. Yeah, I, I, and I think and listen, we're, our job I think on these is to be above board, and and I think bipartisan is is a is a really good way to take it you know so so the definition of a recession is two negative quarters of gdp but then you kind of continue looking underneath them there has to be some additional theoretically there's got to be some additional catalyst and and Mm -hmm. one of those is oftentimes looking at the unemployment rate so here we are at a 3.8 percent unemployment rate which means a lot of people are employed now whether they're underemployed (laughs) or underpaid is is also i think something that needs to be discussed but I think where the White House comes into play in saying, hey, yes, technically it's it's two negative quarters of GDP. However, there's like really very little else that is uh, from from the, the metrics that they're looking at point towards a recession. However, yeah. the definition is the definition. You It's really hard to change that looking at from the other angle. So, yeah, it's it's we're kind of in this quasi recession, I guess, is is a good way of saying. And we, this is where we really need. Uh, the Michael Scott. We're we just going to put the in front of everyone's name. The, the John Kennedy. The yeah, we need the Michael Scott, which we will have him on our show. Uh, he is our in-house resident uh, CFA chartered financial analyst, and he does all of our heavy lifting when it comes to the economy and investments. Um, but he can probably give us a far better definition than I can. Well, I've heard him describe it uh, and, and others as well kind of describe it as a quote unquote shallow recession um, so academically, we're there. We've we've met the definition. Yet there's a lot of other factors that go into this, and um, I think a shallow recession probably defines that pretty well, right? Yeah, and I I think there's also something to think about is you know the economy and the stock market are two very separate entities, and so sure. oftentimes we compare them together and we think, okay, well if if the if we're in a recession, that means the market's going to go down, and if we're out of a recession, it goes up. But it doesn't really work that way. They're they're very mm-hmm. um, independent of each other in one sense and sometimes they are tied at least on a, on a short-term basis but yeah he does a great job in, in uh explaining how all of that works 
Yeah, maybe not maybe not a bad time to consider that type of stuff, investing yeah. and so on. So we'll we'll go through all that stuff in, in future episodes as well. I think another thing that's been kind of a consistent theme for us, so sort of kind of like what have we been up to in these last several months? So obviously, you know, like our, our commitment to client communication has been huge. So, you know, with everything going on in the world, all this bad news that you're seeing, recession talks, so on and so forth, we've been busy with that. The Rich B has been traveling, he's been he's been crazy busy with work too. Um, something that we've committed to doing internally as a company, we've been doing this for about two years. We've talked about it on the show before, um, is this thing called the entrepreneurial operating system. So that's been a big component of what's running our business. And in the last month or so as a company, we decided to read this book collectively called what the heck is EOS. And, uh, I would say pretty consistent with like a lot of other episodes we've done. We talk a lot about focus and and discipline and growing and that type of stuff. And on the personal side, um, this for us is doing that as a firm, as a company, which has been pretty big for us. So one of the things we're going to do too um, is a case study episode, just kind of talking about uh, what that looks like for us as business owners, how we're, you know, how we're trying to create intention and focus as we grow and scale um, and, and, you know, come together as a team. When Matt and I started this thing, couple of years ago. Geez, we start. So we started the podcast in 2020, right? Right? 2020? Uh, yeah, I think it's 2020. Yeah. We started the podcast in 2020. It was Matt and I at Canada. It was our COVID baby. And then, and, but it was Matt, Rich, and I on the podcast. And then we have six. We have a team of six. Like, who knew? Y- yeah. And I, going back to your comment about um, EOS, I kind of feel like I've been spreading it around like the gospel. Anyone I know <laughs> with a business, I'm like, hey, do you know about traction? I feel like I'm. I, we should be getting a kicker on this one. But um, it really, what I find with a lot of our business owners is that, you know, they're, they get so caught up in, in either what they're trying to do to grow the business or keep the business afloat. And oftentimes there's no real structure or backbone to how they're operating the business. And I think you, we kind of hit like a cheat code with, uh, Gino Wickman, um, and in writing this book and outlining how a business should be most efficiently run. And I, we, we've modeled our entire business after, and I got to tell you, it's probably the single most important factor to our growth was, was, um, EOS traction, applying it to our business and then (coughs) religiously operating our business by that. Yeah. It's been, it's been like, I can't stress it enough. So anytime I talk to a business owner and they're either struggling with not necessarily their business, I, I talked to one recently. I'm good friends of mine who are in the construction industry and very different than the financial planning industry. Um, and they're, they're struggling. They're, they're a firm of three and they're, they're dealing with some of the issues we were dealing with, which is, you know, um, the, the work-life balance and just the business running them. I think that was almost one of the quotes they had. And I drop shipped uh, two copies or a copy of, of traction to their house. Oh, cool. And said, like, read this. Read this. I can tell you that it's changed our business. And we were a, a firm of two, John, right? Remember, it was just the two of us. Like, how how could you let things I mean. get so far out of whack if it's just two of us? But um, it really set up the foundation. So now that we are six in total and we've been using the EOS system since since it was just the two of us. Um, and maybe Megan was there, so maybe it was the three of us. But um, it's it's really changed. And now that we've installed this into our business the next hire we have and the next hire after that, they just can conform right into the system of how our business operates. Um, and yeah. I, well, we're going to get into much detail, but it's not like it's rocket science, right? It's having a 10-year picture, 
backing it down to what we have to do in three years to make it happen in 10 <laughs> years, backing that down to one year and then backing that down to 90 days. I mean, it's yeah. it's literally as simple as that. Now, obviously, there's going to be way more and we're going to case study it, but um, it's not like some overwhelming process. It's basically have a 10-year vision for your company and yeah. now back into it. Yeah, I, I would also say too, um, you know, I, I've taken a lot of those principles and thoughts and apply that personally. You know, R- Rich has done a great job guiding us in conversations in previous podcasts about, you know, personal development and, and um, you know, what your goals are and, and finding joy and happiness in life and all that stuff. And now I do this three-year picture for like our personal lives, which is a component of this whole like EOS, uh, Vision Traction Organizer thing that you have to do for your company. And I just really think more than anything, it helps create that discipline and focus to work towards or strive towards what you want in your life. Like it's really hard if you don't have a three, five or 10 year picture, even if you never hit that. But the idea is to kind of have some, some guidelines, some idea of what we're working towards. I heard like, what was that? We've talked about this quote before, but it's like, you can't, Oh, well, I'm going to butcher it now because it's I don't have it written down. Can't know where you're going. Yeah, like you can't take like a step or direction today. Like it's not like your 10-year vision you're going to accomplish tomorrow. It just gives you these guidelines to like have a direction of what step you're going to take today. So that yeah. the cumulative effect of that stuff is really empower- empowering. Now, spoiler alert, we're financial planners, which in the title of that word is planner. So you would naturally assume that we all always have a plan. Um, but I think what John's saying is like taking that plan out of our heads <laughs> and putting it on either a piece of paper or somewhere that your significant other or your business partner knows what direction you're heading in and that everyone's moving in the same direction because that could also be a problem if you're going in different directions. So we took this personality test last week. It's called 16 personalities. And um, I, so I, it turns out I'm a defender, uh, which is different than what I was before. I was an advocate a year ago and now I'm a defender or whatever that means. Um, and I want to ask you what yours is. But one of the things I wanted to joke about was like one of the questions was, are you the type of person that has a backup plan for the backup plan? And I was like, yeah, of course, like strongly agree. Like that does not have four backup plans. Everything has like numerous backup plans. Matt, what was, what was your 16 personality? Yeah. Mine was a logistician. Am I saying that right? That's a lot of eyes in that spot there. I think it's logistician. Logistician. Yeah. Logistician. So, um, you know, logistician is someone who, like you said, plans, um, has a plan for the plan, life of integrity. Um, it picks up the slack for others and has a whole slew of strengths and mostly weaknesses about being an introvert, which, you know, think about this podcast. You know, we do this podcast for a number of reasons. One is to reach out to our clients, reach out to the public, discuss what we're doing. I think a big part of it also is working on us being extroverts and getting ourselves out there and talking about issues in our lives. And that might help us become better speakers. Maybe that helps us talk about issues that might come up and and kind of work through those. I know Rich has helped with that side of it a lot. So, um, you know, again, going back to my 16 personalities, I I don't have 16 of them. (laughs) Well, we are introverts though. So it's kind of, that's funny. We need to have Rich take it, but I know he's going to queue up as like extrovert. There's no way he's not. But two out of the three of us are, are introverts. So I'm a defender, which is very dedicated and I'm a very dedicated, warm protector, always ready to defend their loved ones. But you are practical and a fact-minded individual 
whose reliability cannot be doubted. So we got to have riches. There's, there's a wait. little topic here. It says um, inside of the day on their website, and it's logisticians are the least likely personality type to eat something without knowing what it is. <laughs> if I had to boil myself down to anything, it's exactly that. Like, not that I'm a, I'm not a picky eater, I eat everything, but I got to know what's in it, and I got to know how it was made, and I'm curious about all of those things. That to a T kind of describes me. This thing nailed it's it. So exactly good. Right. So this was called 16 personalities. It's a free personality test. We take it as a team. Every time we bring on a new hire, we all take it again. And weirdly, mine has changed, which I guess maybe isn't that strange, but I found it to be weird. Um, we're going to make Rich do it. And then the next time he's on the show with us, we're going to ask him what his was. Um, all right, Matt. So so just quick recap. We've talked about uh, the state of the economy, the markets, all the stuff you'd expect us to talk about. I think also just kind of the focus and intention that we're trying to create in our business. We definitely want to share that in forthcoming episodes. Um, give me one thing on the personal side. What's, uh, what's been new with you in the last several Yeah, months? well, you know, we're shooting this at the end of summer. So, you know, work-life balance is a big topic we always discuss. And, yep. you know, you can work yourself into the ground and the world around you is continuing to move on. And what, that's something that we certainly don't want with we're, we're both dads to young kids and we're husbands to our wives, I guess is what I'm saying that. Um, but those are all just as important as our business, if not more, no, not just as important. Those are more important than our business because without those things, um, you and I, I know, would would not be the people we are today. So, uh, so what we've been up to is spending time with our family during the summer months and trying to um, enact that work-life balance, you know, t- being very intentional and making sure time off is time well spent and um, both recharging our own batteries and then also spending time with with our kids who we we both genuinely enjoy that so how about you john um so i have a weird one that does parlay to what you just said but i've been reading this book called heart breath mind by dr leah lagos and so i you know We've talked about this before. I use this thing called the Whoop. It tracks like all sorts of metrics. But HRV. Tell us what else do you have on a subscription for your health? It's lots of things. Lots of things. I care about my health. I want want to live to 120. Um, (laughs) So uh, this thing called your HRV, which is your heart rate variability, mine seems to be lower than at least like when I look up like metrics. And uh, I'm sure there's like somebody listening to this that's like a expert in this field, like listening, just like, no, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But mine seems to be low. So I started like researching, like, I need to figure out a way to get this better. And I think it's to like Matt's point, like this whole work-life balance thing. A lot of times, you know, I I probably like look calm, but I'm like the duck that's just like pedaling below the surface, like going crazy. And I think my HRV being out of whack kind of represents that for me. Um, You know, your stress levels, all that type of stuff. And so this book is like this whole like biofeedback, like HRV training thing. And it's all basically breath work, which again, we'll get, we'll get Rich's opinion on this later. Cause he, he does a lot of this. Um, but it's, it's, it's been really interesting to track it and see improvement of that and how that can calm the mind, like literally just taking deep breaths and how that can calm you. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. So we're going to get, we're going to get you to do it. Don't I worry. also know you like to work on your abs by using the electric ab thing. So I, yeah. I take all your suggestions with <laughs> yeah. a grain of salt, John, because it seems like way too easy just to be sitting there and getting your abs worked on or reducing your stress level by taking a few deep breaths. So I'm going <laughs> to take that with a grain of salt. So anybody listening, I'm going to, we're, we're in a team meeting virtual, not, not together. And every like five seconds, I'm just like, like crunching up. And Matt's like, what are you doing over there? And then I had to explain that I've got this like ab thing that 
I don't know, basically sends shockwaves through your abdomen. It's probably not safe, but yeah, whatever. whatever <laughs> but if you said it mimics pregnancy, and now you know what a woman goes through when she's pregnant. Which right. well, that's what I told. That's what I told my wife. Um, <laughs> she didn't agree, and I think she probably represents most women in that. That's not the same. But mm. what's funny is there's like it's like on a meter of like zero to hundred, and hers was I don't even know when she was doing it, like seventy or eighty. I was on like 25 (laughs) because it's so hard. So then I start dialing it up. And anyway, she's uh, she's 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 strong that one. Um, All right. So what we wanted to focus on was just kind of coming back to you guys talking about what we're going to be doing. Again, consistency is going to be really important for us. We're going to have different different types of formats coming, you know, going going forward. We're going to have shorter form 10 to 15 minutes like this one. Um, as well as longer form, 45 minutes to an hour that are more conducive for car rides, that type of stuff. Lots of new guests forthcoming. Um, and we're going to get even deeper. And like I said, I think, you know, some of the case studies we're going to do on financial planning, retiring early, um, traction, you know, personal development, all that fun stuff. And, and yes, anyone listening, um, you know, we promise Rich will, Rich will be back as well. We miss him. We love him. Um, anything else you want to wrap on? Matt? No, I, I think that's great, John. I, I'm really excited for the case studies. We've been very high level, I think, with a lot of uh, our previous episodes. I want to get a granular with a few of them. We, we've, I mean, listen, we have a couple hundred clients. We we see very unique perspectives of life, and yeah. I want to be able to share those with our audience. I want to be able to talk about something as granular as how do you put a retirement plan in place for your business, um, or something along the lines of what happens. When mom and dad die, um, which is something sure. we're dealing with right now, death is is, is a big part of our practice. Um, as our clients have aged, we're seeing that um, the generations move, and I'm uncovering a lot of issues and problems, um, especially when you're not open with your finances to your family at times. So uh, I'd love to expand upon some of those, and if we could just catch one person's ear who can make their life a little bit better by hearing some of our what not to do uh, mm-hmm. uh, stories, that, that would be fantastic yeah yeah well said well hey everyone thank you for listening to us today on above board with canterpath we are back and we're excited to be back we'll see you next week see you guys